Now, I want to ask you something. Before coming here to church tonight, I kind of made an agreement with God. I said, God, you help me. I want to do what your will is. And maybe if you'll help me tonight, I'll try something different in my prayer line. If you'll help me. So I can reach some more people. And then I fell on this thought, well, I believe I'll speak to them this little bit. Now, I want you to pray, and I'll use tonight and tomorrow night, if God willing, and Thursday night, go back into the regular service again. And I want to see if God, I'll put it before him as a fleece, like, or he, here's what he told me when I asked him. I got it rolled down right here, what he said. I said, and speaking to him, I said, how must I hold my meeting? Some says that I don't pray for enough people. He said, just as you see a lad. So that was the thing. Just as you feel led. And I feel led tonight to do this. So that's why I'm doing it. In Joel, the first chapter, the fourth verse, I read this. Many of you Bible scholars now are familiar. That which the palmer worm has left has the locust eaten. That which the locust has left has the canker worm eaten. That which the canker worm has left has the caterpillar eaten. Goes on. Let's go over to about the 11th verse now, so we haven't got much time. Be ye ashamed, O you husbandmen, howl, O ye vineyards, for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. The vine is dried up, the tree languished, the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also. The apple tree and all the other trees of the field are withered because joy is withered away from the sons of man. The second chapter, that's a very dark verse. Chapter, Joel speaking through inspiration, telling about what the lands is eat up and the worms, one worm went through, and the insect and eat up some things, and what he left, another worm comes through and eat what he left, another worm comes through and eat what he left, and the vines are all withered up, and, and the pastures is all dried up, and the cattle are dying, the, the goes ahead to say that all the seeds under the clods are, are rotten, and looks like a hopeless case. I was reading that tonight, then I happened to read over the second chapter while I was sitting in the room in prayer. And reading, I read this in the 25th verse of the second chapter. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, and the palm or worm, and my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat with plenty, and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord God that has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. Let's bow our heads just a moment. Now, Lord, uh, I don't know what to say, but in managing this meeting in this way, but I pray that you'll give me grace tonight, give me favor with the heavenly host and with this people that I might teach them of thee. And now, Lord, I commit myself to thee and ask that you'll bless, for I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to 
being raised in a, a fundamental church, and I still believe in fundamental doctrine, but I, I think all things in the Bible, we should go back to the beginning in Genesis to pick it up. If you want to find anything that's going on today, if you go back to the beginning, Genesis means the beginning. It's the seed chapter of the Bible. And now, in the beginning, God made the, everything, and then everything evoluted from that one thing. For instance, recently, standing up on a mountain, looking down across the prairie, the difference how the trees varied. Up here, there's hemlock. A little lower down, there's spruce, fir. Then on down to pine. Then into quakenass. And from there, you've gone out into sagebrush. Then out into grass. Then the desert. Each one of those plants had a beginning. Now look. Each one of those plants, if I could take it down, a layer by layer, I would come to one germ, a germ of life that made that plant. The same kind of germ, or different nature, everything after its own kind, bird after bird, dog, human, whatever it is, after its kind. And I'd take one tree, it raised up, drop off a few cones, and another tree comes up from it, evoluting, right down. The human does the same thing, the animal the same way, the birds lay their eggs, and male and female, and go on the same way they uh, pull, the same way through flowers, through trees. But I'd take each tree back, everything, right back to the beginning, where the first germ started. Then I'd be back in Genesis, wouldn't I? Well, now, now, as the naturalists say today, and chronologists, many, they say that there's a great controlling spirit somewhere, and it just said, let there be, and, and that was all there was to it, and it all created from a, a beginning of a spirit or life. Now, that isn't intelligence. Why did he say, let this be a palm tree, and this an apple tree, and this a hickory tree, and that an oak tree? See? Every one different from another. What did it? It shows that this great being that spoke this into existence was not only a great being, but it was an intelligence. And it's the resource of all intelligence. It's God. He said, let there be a palm tree. What difference is in a palm tree and a hickory tree now? See? There's no, well, my, the, uh, the same as night and day. See, they never, if, he, if it had just been a, a something that just happened, everything would have been one tree. But to show how he made trees for different places shows there's an intelligence behind it that elected these things to be at certain places. Just like he elected uh, God is the God of variety. And all Christianity is based upon the resurrection. If I drop this letter on the floor, now, resurrection is not put this one in its place, but resurrection is bringing up the same letter that went out in its place again. Is that right? Therefore, Christianity is based on resurrection, that when we come back to this earth again, I won't be some kind of an angel with wings a-flopping. I'll be a man just like I am now. Resurrection. And in the resurrection, there'll be, we'll differ from one another. Some of us will be black-headed, some blondes, and some red-heads, and so forth. God is a God of variety. 
He doesn't make everything the same. He makes big mountains and little mountains and prairies and lakes and deserts. And he makes uh, big trees and little trees and white flowers and blue flowers and pink flowers. He's a God of variety. His beings are made up in a variety. And then while we were born on this earth and come up to the age of about 22 or 3, we was at our best. We were growing. Then the first thing you know, wrinkles come in, gray hair set in. Death has come in to take us out of this world. God ordained it so. But everything that death can do is separate us from this world. And in the resurrection, when we return again, we'll be not old no more, but young in that body forever and forever to live with God. That's, I can prove that scripturally on another text a little later on about Abraham and them. That what we'll be. And every old person, no matter how old you are, if you're a Christian and die in Christ Jesus, when your foot touches that blessed land, you'll turn back to a young man or a woman again. I can prove that by the scripture. What a thought. Wow, let the devil snort and blow and puff and do all he wants to. It does scare me a bit. I know what God has said and I believe God's truth. That's right. Back in Genesis, we realized that different things happened back there. Look here, for instance, Babylon appeared first in Genesis. Now we have to watch Babylon. It appears over here in the Bible again about the middle of the Old Testament and comes all over into Revelation. For the last days, Babylon. It began first with the, the gates of God, it was called. Then it was called Babylon, confusion. It was founded by Nimrod, who was the son of Ham. And there's where idolatry started first, and there's where idolatry ends up at, still in Babylon. It comes all the way through. Every tree, you must bring it up through the, the time, up through the Bible. Now, let's go back to get the church. Amen. Now, I want you to notice at the very root of the plant. And uh, if we can see what kind of seed you got in the field, you can find out what kind of crop you're going to have. Is that right, farmers? Find out what kind of seeds you got. Well, let's go back into Genesis and find out where we're at. Jesus said in Matthew, the 13th chapter, a sower went forth and sowed seeds, and he explained it, that it was the earth. And an enemy came and sowed terrors behind him, which was the devil. And the husbandman, the preacher, said, let's pull them out, take them out. He said, no, no, let them grow together. Now watch. If the seed starts by the side of a weed... They grow, when the first shoots come forth, they come forth both ways, and both of them go to seed together. And we're always complaining about what the world, how wicked the world is. You forget to realize how more powerful the church is than it used to be. Now, I don't mean to deafen you, but you control that up there, if you will. I feel kind of religious right now. I really do. <laughs> Oh, and I think that we're speaking on eternal things. Never perish. Watch these human beings. The first two mortals to come out of the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, they begot two sons, one Ham, or beg your pardon, one Cain and one Abel. I can see all that great eternity face down. When the time come when they was taken from the Garden of Eden, drove out to ship for themselves, there were two boys, both from the same mother, same father. And then when they was, 
both of them wanted to find favor with God. Now, I believe that the angel guarded the tree of life, and that tree of life was Christ, of course. The tree of death was a woman. Through birth of a woman, we all die. Through birth of Christ, we all live. It's just as simple as anything. But there was that. Now, I had my thought of what sin was and what the first sin was, and if I'd tell you, you'd disagree with me, so I'll just keep it to myself. Anyhow, when the angel began to throw his flaming sword out to guard this tree of life, now watch, Cain and Abel both come to find favor with God. Amen. Now look, Cain was a long ways from being a communist. Neither was he an atheist. But Cain was a believer. Get on your shockproof vest now. Cain was a believer and a worshiper of God. If God only required a believer, Cain was just as just as Abel was. And God would be unjust if he condemned Cain for his faith in him and accepted Abel if faith was all he required. All right. But Cain came and offered a sacrifice. Now look, Cain built an altar, a church. Cain made a sacrifice, the same as Abel did. And Cain worshipped. He never come as an unbeliever, he come as a believer. He raised up his hands and worshipped God just the same as Abel did. Well, if a church membership, an altar, a worship, a sacrifice is all God requires, then Cain was just as just as Abel was. If you belong to church and go to church, got your name on the church book, a good tithe payer, a worshiper, sincerity, that still isn't it. That's right. And I don't want to hurt you, but I've got to stand before judgment with you. God requires more than that. And Cain was just as just on it as Abel was, but that's all God requires. Now, I want you to notice, Cain built his big fine altar. I can imagine him being a tiller of the soil, filled it full of Easter flowers and everything, and made it beautiful. He's the nature of Satan. Today, we have times on the churches and plush pews and everything else trying to find favor with God, and that's not God's way of finding favor. Every Easter you go to church and they bid you Merry Christmas because you won't see any more to Christmas. Come to Easter to show off a new hat or a new bonnet or a new suit of clothes. Bring up a big armful of Easter flowers and throw them on the altar. God don't want Easter flowers on the altar. He wants you on the altar. You're the one belongs on the altar. But see how we got away? No wonder we can't believe for divine healing. You got the cart before the horse. You got to get the thing running right before you can believe right. You got to get this right up here and right down here before you can see right. You got to have something in here to believe with before you can believe. Sons and daughters of God are born of the Spirit of God, and, and God is a Spirit who just spoke the world into existence. And the very earth that you're sitting on tonight was the Word of God materialized. 
Now, a man that's born of that same Spirit believes God can do all things and believes Him for all things. But if you're not born of the Spirit of God, you can't believe it because you're earthly yet. And you're still trying to build a fine church and put a choir in it and the angelic voices and things like that in it. That don't please God. Cain in the beginning would have been accepted if it was. But Cain laid his sacrifice down. He knelt down on his knees. And he raised up his hands so I can hear his beautiful prayer. Just how he rhymed it out your soul in order and everything to try to find favor with Jehovah. Here is the works that I have brought and laid down. I've built this church. I've done these things. I've, I've worked hard and here's a part of what I've got. I laid here. I offer to you, Jehovah, can I find favor? He was an infidel. He was a fundamentalist. He was just as fundamental as the other fellow was. But God, to election, hey man, that shakes you down a little bit, because I'm speaking to a half a million, a half a group of Armenians here. But look, it was through election that God called Abel and had recompense to the reward. And Abel comes, not nothing beautiful. He had a little old lamb out of the flock. He didn't work up. He didn't do something and other. He didn't try to make big, fine churches. He didn't build this, that, and the other. He just went out there and wrapped the grapevine around their lambs, and they can come pulling it. I don't guess they had any hemp in that day. Rope, so they just come to the grapevine, pulling a little old lamb. What a sight. Picked him up and laid him up on the rock. I don't guess they had a lance in that day, so they just took a sharp rock, pulled his little head back, and began to beat him in the throat with it. What a sight! The blood began to sprinkle and bathe his little wool over like that, and the poor little thing dying, blatant. God looked down from heaven and rewarded him. What was it? Spiritually minded by election, knowing that the earthly thing doesn't please God, he offered life and blood. What did he speak of? Some 4,000 years to man? The Lamb of God, with a rope around his neck, was led away to Calvary. There on the cross, the rock of ages, bleeding, his wool, his hair dropping, blood drops onto his breast. As Billy Sunday said, there's an angel sitting in every tree saying, just pull your hand loose. we'll change this thing here. But he was the Son of God. And when he was dying, when this little lamb was dying, the lamb was speaking in another language, blading, hollering. He couldn't get it. Of course, Adam, Cain, uh, Abel couldn't understand it. And when Jesus died on the cross, he was forsaken by man here on this earth, and he spoke in another language. When his boxes banged, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God, church. From that day to this, it's moved up them same seeds, coming right out the same thing. Always, through blood, through spirit, oh, must I be carried home to heaven on a fire bed of ease, while others fought to win the prize and sail through bloody seas. My pink, there are them trees, watch them vines as they come up, brethren. There's in the ark. Wish we had time, but the clock's getting away. Look here. In the ark, there was a crow and a dove 
and they both sat on the same roof. And one of them was of the Antichrist and the other of the Christ. The only way you could judge them is by their nature, by their habits. The crow was willing to eat the old dead carcasses of the world and stay out there, but the dove had to come back. Why? The dove didn't have no gall. Something had happened to him. He couldn't digest the old rotten things of the world. And so is it with every man that's born of the Spirit of God. That's elected. Can't digest the things of the world. He'll come to the Father's place when he hears an old-fashioned Holy Ghost meeting. You couldn't tie him away if you had to. Right? Born of the Spirit of God. A dove hasn't got no gall. No bitterness. You don't go around saying the days of miracles is fast and they didn't come to the right kind of a seminary or cemetery. It's all the same thing anyhow. Always felt sorry for us. Incubator chicken, just like I did a seminary preacher. A little old incubator chicken, you chirp, 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 and ain't got no mammy to go to. That's just about where the preacher has got by a machine through theology. Right. Knows the word about God that a hot and pot does about Egyptian night. Amen. Go to call me Holy Roller anyhow, so you might as well get started right now. Alright. You say I was pretty strong for a Baptist. Well, I'm one Baptist that got the Holy Ghost. That's right. No. Brother, it's always been watch those vines. Jesus said, let them grow together. Now I want you to notice another place. We could bring up the Esau and Jacob if you wanted to. Before either was born, God elected Jacob. By election. Romans 9 says so, that the election of God might stand sure. Let's bring it on up a little farther. Let's take the children of Israel. Here's a good stopping place. Here comes the children of Israel coming up. God's son by election. Here he comes up, the church that believes in the supernatural. God's church has always believed in the supernatural. And it's always got a fundamental church stand over here that believes it's as fundamental as they do, but denies the supernatural. Right. That's what's the matter today. We have in these revivals all over the country. It's nothing but attractive meetings. What we need today is not to stand up and accept Christ as personal Savior, but get out on your knees until you're filled with the Holy Ghost. God seals you into the kingdom of God. That's what the church needs today. You know that's the truth. That's the reason we just not shake hands or join a church or pack the paper from place to place. Get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It'll stay there forever. Amen. Right. Here they were. On their journey up, I can see them had to cross through the land of, of Moab. Now, Moab was a long ways in an infidel. He was a fundamentalist. That was Lot's daughter's son, where the tribe of Moab sprung from. Here come his foster brother, Israel, coming up. And this king, Balak, went and hired Balaam to come out and curse this people. Could you imagine? Trying to curse a believer. Watch Balak, that backslidden prophet. <laughs> God took an old mule and spoke in tongues to him and rebuked him. That's right. The Bible said so. He's done everything to try to turn them people around. 
It's like they can't listen. All right. But remember, he was fundamental. You say, oh, Brother Brennan, ridiculous. All right. Just a minute and see if this is true or not. Watch the Word of God, if you can take it. All right. Then, here comes Balaam out. He made his sacrifice. Watch, he built seven altars. Talk about being fundamental. Brother, he was Presbyterian to the core. He built seven altars. And he offered seven clean bullocks on it. Clean sacrifices, is that right? And not only that, but he offered seven rams. Speaking of Jesus Christ coming. Is that right? The Lamb, the Ram of God, takes away the sin of the world. The same offerings that they was offering right down there in Israel. Is that right? The same offerings is offered here. Now look, if you want to say fundamentally, then Balaam and Balak and his girl that out all the braid of the countries, all the PhDs and DDs and LLDs, he gathered them all around the smoldering sacrifice, lit off the sacrifice, and they all stood there with their heads bowed, praying. And it looked, fundamentally speaking, they were offering the same offering that was coming up right down there in Israel. Now, fundamentally, they were both right. They're correct. One was just as true as the other. There were seven orders there, God's requirement. Seven bullocks and seven rams. There was a burning sacrifice there. Here was the burning sacrifice here, and both praying to the same God. If that ain't a picture of it today, I don't know why. Them fundamentalists don't tie to one. He knows what he's talking about in the Word. I was raised a Baptist. Don't tie him in the Word. He knows what he's talking about. But here's the difference, friends. Listen, step quiet now. Let your cup go up. Notice. But what was the difference was here? Both of them fundamental. Both of them just like Cain and Abel. That's that same vine coming up. But God was vindicating Israel with signs and wonders. They were a bunch of holy rulers. You say, Brother Ben, holy rulers Israel? Yes, sir. Brother, when they passed through the Red Sea, Moses sung in the Spirit, and Miriam got a tambourine, began to dance, and the daughters, if that ain't a Holy Ghost meeting, I ever seen one. Sure, there's a bunch of holy rulers. But God was vindicating them by the supernatural signs and wonders. They had a pillar of fire, smitten rocks, raisin serpents. Hallelujah! That's exactly the truth, my brother. That's why you just stand boldly when you know where you're standing. Right. Watch what he was. They had a pillar of fire hanging over them. Is that right? Sure, they were fundamental in their doctrine. So were they, but God was vindicating them. It's the same thing today. You might go to seminaries and learn this Bible every way you want to, but until you're born to the Holy Ghost, the power of God gets into your life, brother. You'll never believe signs and wonders and can't believe for divine healing and power. What we need today is a good old-fashioned, God-boost, sin-killing religion sweeping this country in the old time, St. Paul's revival, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost back in the church again. Amen. 
The best defense better than any atom bomb is ever created. Right. Fundamental. But God was vindicating His church. And today, teachers can say, I can prove to you by the Bible. That's true. But where's the signs at? That's the reason I stepped off the fundamental tree over and become a holy roller. I've seen the thing coming. <laughs> I'm glad I'm over here. Right. Living amongst that, oh, they had everything. Sure, they lived with one another's mothers. They'd done every honorary thing there was. And I want you to notice, that fundamental teacher up there was very nice to point that out to Bailey, too. Said, bring him over here now, and I'll show you the utmost part. That's the way they do today to the Holy Ghost Church. Show the utmost parts, the rotten parts. We admit we got it. But you got it, too, but you can cover it up better. That's right. Well, tell me, I know Baptist preachers and Methodists and all, they do just the same as them holy roller preachers do. Exactly, for all human flesh. Well, let me tell you, but down there they could cover it up real well. But now what? Bailey was good to show that just the utmost part. But I want you to notice what God told that old hypocrite when he come back. He said, don't you say nothing but what I'll put in your mouth. He said, I beheld him from the hilltop. Hallelujah. Not from the utmost parts, but from the hilltop, and I have not conceived iniquity in Jacob. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. There was a brazen serpent going before him. There was a pillar of fire. There was an atonement to take away that sin. It was the election. God was going to take him to yes or no. God give the covenant unconditional. I'll save Abraham and his seed. And you're the seed of Abraham by being dead in Christ. Take on Abraham's seed. And her heirs according to the promise. Amen. Say, I feel religious. Look, let me tell you. Here some time ago last year, I loved hunting. I was up in the hills a little while to hunt up in Canada. I was coming down and got lost out there in the wilderness one night. I was coming back along on my horse. And I was trying to find my way back in the old road, 1,100 miles from the hard top road. No pass as far as game trails. I seen a sight that kind of reminded me of this scripture where it comes to me tonight. I come down through where there's an old burnover years ago. And this old burnover, there's a big bunch of old trees standing there, big old tall, stately pine trees. Once was great trees who stood in their kingly and priestly uh, steps or uh, places, and the winds blew through them and they frolic with the wind. But a burnover had come. And it burned all the bark off them, all the life out of them. And they were standing there, and the moon was shining. You talk about a spooky-looking place. And the first thing you know, the wind began to blow. And the wind went, ooh. That wind coming down through them trees sounds so mournful. My, ooh. And I thought, ooh, mercy. I stood there, and I thought, Lord, why did I get lost today, and why did you bring me into this wood? And I thought, well, now let me study here just a minute. The moon shining on them things look like old tombstones. And I thought, yes, Lord, I understand. That puts me in mind of a bunch of these old coal farmer churches. Standing up that wants to be one great big church, but what the palm worm left, the caterpillar eating, what the Methodist left, the Baptist eating, what the Baptist left, the Presbyterian eating, so they eat all the life out of things. And when God sends a big mighty Russian wind down, they just stand and go, ooh, the days of miracles is past. No such a thing as divine healing. There's no such a thing as the power of God. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
saying the doxology and repeating the Apostles' Creed. Where do you ever find that? I, I challenge anybody to show me the Apostles' Creed in the Bible. The Apostles' Creed was repent, every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Or the promises of them. That's the Apostles' Creed. Yes, sir. But today, people all know we are minister has a DD, has a PhD. <laughs> DD stands for dead dog. Let me tell you what we need today is a man alive. We need some baptized saints of the Holy Ghost. Men and women who believe in the power of God, who in the Holy Ghost falls, will swear right into it, say, Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. The neighbors sat around to the mammy or pappy or whoever it is, say, Well, you disgrace me. You can't help it, you're alive. So we just take ten gold, get back and forth, and up and down, and around and around. What a meeting. Amen. You believe it? Sure. I had to get the Holy Ghost before this gift was manifested. Right. Oh, yeah. She's dead and dried up, that's right. And every time they start doing that, God sets them right on the shelf. And the Pentecostal church is falling right straight in line. When God seen back there in the Old Testament, the first thing you know, a pillar of fire went forth. Israel followed that pillar of fire. I say it reverently. I believe you got the picture of it on the paper tonight. Same pillar of fire. The angel of God, the angel of the covenant. And any man knows that the angel of covenant was Jesus Christ. Right. The same yesterday, today, and forever. God unfolded himself. That was God in that pillar of fire. He unfolded himself down into a human body. Virgin born. No man could touch him there. You could see him here, but he's a virgin born. Now he went away a little while in the world. He'll be no more. Yet I'll be with you even in you. Same God living right down, unfolding himself into the heart of man. Got out of your words and shake him and give him up. A rejoicing like Job did. They said, Brother Brown, that's that new kind of religion. Uh-uh. It's just a new case of the old time. <laughs> old time? Why, God asked Job, where was you when I laid the foundation of the world? When the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy. Before the foundation of the world was ever laid. Ain't nothing new, it's something old. It's the beginning. Watch these fundamental now. Just a minute now. We're closed. If you look this way for a minute. Our time's getting away. I feel pretty good right this time. I'm glad. I'm glad. So happy that I've seen these trees. And I've seen the one that God was vindicating. I don't care how fundamental this was. I see here where God was making his signs and wonders of the vindication. When Jesus come on earth, who was any more fundamental than those priests were? Whether they know the law to the letter and they know the scripture to the letter. But God has vindicated Jesus Christ by signs and wonders. Ye man of Israel, Jesus Christ, the man approved among you for signs and wonders which God did by him in the midst of you all, where you all know yourselves. Acts 2, 24. That's right. God has vindicated Jesus Christ for signs and wonders. He has vindicated Israel by supernatural signs and wonders. He has vindicated his church all the way through the signs and wonders. Watch here now in this last day. Watch St. Paul. Listen, look this way, every eye. Look at St. Paul. When the Holy Ghost struck him there one day in his writing, he said, Know this, that in the last days, the end of time, the, the times will come when they be heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. 
truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, and despises those that are good. Well, you say, Brother Brown, that's atheist. Oh, no, that's fundamentalist. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Some such turn away. We're living in that day, friends. We're living when just as fundamental the church is fundamentally right. They've had seminaries and studied and studied and Greek words and this words and that words. And what good does it do unless God's a back it up and saying, this is it? What good did it do came to do all these religions and they look all of his religion when God was down here just going to vindicate it with a bunch of holy rollers? And if Jesus was considered a holy roller himself, he died on the cross as a heretic. And the early church was considered a bunch of nitwits. Paul told Agrippa, in the way that's called heresy, go worship by the God of our fathers. I'm glad tonight that John went in to say, in the way that's called holy rollers, crazy, nonsense, idiotic worship, I'll worship Jesus Christ in the power of his resurrection by the Holy Ghost. Amen. I believe him. Now I know that he's here. Christian Clemens, I'm not here to preach the gospel, but the Bible is here to do that. I'm here to pray for the sick. My calling is to pray for the sick. And I'm trying my best to get to you. I want you to know what I believe. Now I believe the message. And in that you may call it heresy. When Dr. Davis had ordained me into the Baptist church, when he stood there a few nights here some time ago in an religious meeting, he said, now, Brother Benham, I'll have you to speak for us tonight. That did me good. When he told me, he said, I went up to Greensville that night when the angel of the Lord appeared to me and told me, he said, I went and told the doctor, he said, you mean to tell me with your seventh grade education you're going to pray for potentates and monarchs? I said, that's what he said and that's what I believe. Then when he stood there, he said, Billy, you had a nightmare. Run back over home to your church. Run back over home to your church. I said, here's my fellowship card. I'm not torn with nothing has denies the power of Jesus Christ in his resurrection. Said, oh, we don't mean it that way, Billy. Only morals is what you put out of Baptist church. I like it. I ain't got nothing to say. I ain't got nothing to say people. It's the way you let yourself get so free. And that's the way today. Dr. Avoli just called me from down there to Big Baptist School. Wants to come down, he just received the Holy Ghost up in my front room. Don Wells wrote the great discrepancy in your magazine, the Christian Herald, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost spoken tongues. Dr. Reedhead, the president of one of this associated with the great Sudan missions, the biggest Baptist movement there is, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost when I laid my hands on him in spoken tongues. Yes, sir. The Archbishop of India, Dr. Pali, which will be here sometime this week, if God willing, he's with Don now, called every day and say, come down, Brother Bram, let's get together. The move of God's on. I don't care what they say. Don Wells then shoved off to Billy Graham as hard as he could to get him to it, but Billy said he couldn't preach it. And he believed it, but he couldn't preach it before the people. Let me tell you something, brother. Oh, God, I love Billy Graham and his work. I want to do everything I can, but no wonder that man has put forth every effort he can, I believe, and go over what Billy likes. It's an old-fashioned Pentecostal experience to get back there and to bring God down in the power of his resurrection. Certainly, I was going to do it in the church. That's right. But I wouldn't sell my birthright for all those crap in this world, God. 
I believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I believe in the restoration of the gift. When Israel began to move, there's a pillar of fire. When that fire moved, Israel moved with it. This two o'clock in the morning, if it was five o'clock in the evening, where it was, the priest sound the trumpet, and away went the pillar of fire, and Israel moved and camped under the fire. Is that right? Well, that fire was hid for a while through the dark ages. But the first one saw that pillar of fire was Martin Luther. He sounded the trumpet and come out of the Catholic Church. And the first thing you know, it caused a great universal revival. All right. Then the next thing you know, Martin Luther got to organ, and he organized down so tight until the pillar of fire moved again. But Luther could not, couldn't go because he was organized before a bunch of doctrines. But the pillar of fire moved just the same. John Wesley saw it in England, and away he went. Justification, Luther preached by faith, and the first thing you know, Wesley saw was sanctification to the blood. And away he went, believing it. And the first thing you know, a great revival saved England and America. When him and Asbury and, and all of them come here to America, great revival swept the land. The pillar of fire moved. Then the first thing you know, Wesley began to organize the Wesley Methodist Church and the church. He got so organized, after a while, away went the pillar of fire again out of the Wesley Church, and Wesley couldn't move because he was organized. I'm going to start you, brother. <laughs> Look, not me, but the Holy Spirit. Notice, and Wesley couldn't move because he was organized. The Pentecostal people saw it, and away they went. <laughs> That's right. Right out under that pillar of fire, they went shouting, speaking in tongues, and having a great time. Is that right? But, brother, the sad part, the Pentecost is organized now so tight. One eye belongs to the assemblies, and I belong to this, and you're organized so tight, and God's moving the pillar of fire right out again. Hallelujah. And the church is going after it. Hallelujah. Signs, wonders, and miracles. I feel like traveling on, I feel like traveling on, my heavenly home is right in there, and I feel like traveling on. Amen! Don't get scared, amen, and so be it. That won't hurt you. I'm not amening myself, but I just like to say it anyhow. All right, well, I'm amening myself then, because I, I believe it. Yes, sir. Form of godliness, denying the power thereof. Now the signs and wonders are setting in. A little bunch of corruption raised up. First thing you know, they, what is it? Then what the Luther left? The Wesley eaten. What the Wesley left? Baptist eaten. What Baptist left? Camelite eaten. What Camelite left? Pentecost eaten. Oh, my. But Lord said, I will restore. Hallelujah. What? Right back to the old passion, baptism of the Holy Ghost, like fell on the day of Pentecost, back at her in the beginning. Yes, sir. And receive it. I'm so glad that it's free for whosoever will come today. If you're ready to forsake all your ungodliness and get out of them old picture shows and lowdowns and hell dives and throw away that nasty, filthy stuff and jerk, jordy, jokes and jostling and ice cream suppers and so-and-so parties and sticks and so-and-so talk about this so-and-so foreign missionary program. What's the matter with you? 
What you need today on missionary program was not never six and so party. It was tearing you in the city of Jerusalem so you're do with powers on high. After this, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Then you'll be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Owensboro, Kentucky, and the uttermost parts of the world. Amen. I will restore, saith the Lord. Restore what? What it was in the beginning. The first early apostolic church. Pentecostal, Methodist, Baptist, whatever we want to call it. It was right there in the beginning of the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. In there they had signs and wonders and miracles. There come a man by the name of Peter. They know he was a prophet. Old Ann and I walked up before him one day and he said, I sold the stones. Old Peter said, you're lying. Is that right? Went right down with the Spirit of Jesus Christ upon him and said, You kept back a portion of the money. They're frightened the old boy so bad till he fell dead and they packed him out and here come his wife and Peter said, You're into it too and away they packed her. And they looked and seen that spirit of discernment that was on Jesus Christ was on Peter just exactly. And the people didn't wait for him to pray for him. They just laid him in the shadow. And when the shadow passed over him, they got well, every one of them. Then we, the day who claim to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost and have to wait for something to be done. Oh, hallelujah. I feel good. All right. God is here. God is here to make well. He's here to heal. He's already healed. The only thing he wants you to do with a spirit like in this church right now, with the Holy Ghost waving over here, anything to take place. You believe that? The Holy Ghost could come right down now and heal or save or do whatever it's wanted to the need. We're going to start the prayer line in a few minutes. I want every one of you to be reverend. Abide with me if you will, sister, on the piano play it, if you will. I want everyone to reverend. How can you deny me? I will restore, saith the Lord. You say, I don't understand those people, all these things that's going on. I don't understand how you... Yeah, you sit up there and call it mental telepathy. You think I'm a witch. Did you know that Jesus Christ was considered the same thing? You know all of his apostles was considered the same thing? They borrowed John in a vat in a grief for 24 hours trying to borrow the Holy Ghost out of him. <laughs> How can you do that? Because they thought he was a witch. And they said he bewitched the Greek, Agnes, many of the great writers, Joe Holocard. And many of those, when he stood in that fire that, that day, with his hands up, praying that God in the fire wouldn't even burn him, they said he'd bewitched the fire. So the spear in his side, Fox Book of Mortars, and enough blood run out to put the whole fire out. Then he said he bewitched it with blood, when he's only about a gallon of something of blood in a man's body. It was God. And the world knew it not. A little while the world seeth me no more. Yet ye shall see me. For I'll be with you, even in you, in Owensboro, Kentucky, or to the uttermost parts of the earth. Is that right? Even to the end, I'll be the same yesterday, today, and forever. Truly, I thought you had faith. Truly, I've given that faith. I can pray for you and lay hands on you, sure. That's it. But I thought, surely, you Pentecostal, full gospel people and you good spiritual Methodists, Baptists, there's plenty of them over in a Baptist church and Methodist church is spiritual yet. Exactly right. Well, tell me, I'm going right now into a bunch of them seconds in this meeting here. You don't believe this? 
not Baptists down here in the hills of Kentucky where we Baptists was. We wouldn't like you Baptists around here to shake hands and put your name on the book. We get out the order and boot one another back till we come through. We got something. We need some more like that. We need some John the Baptist to come out, not with his collar turned around and his tuxedo suit on, but brother, he had an old hairy sheepskin wrapped around him. He preached repentance so hard he shook all Jerusalem and Judea. That's what we need today, some more Baptists like that. Amen. Not compromisers. Philip come out there haired with Philip's wife. Some of them said, don't you preach on marriage and divorce? He walked out in his face and said, thought lawful for you to have her. Could you imagine a man filled with the Holy Ghost hold back on something like that? No. What's the matter today? They hold back on too much of that stuff. They're committing rottenness and everything else in our churches. We need an old-time house clean. Amen. That comes from the basement to the attic, too. Amen. Oh, I know you think I'm crazy. Well, if I am, I'm happy. Just leave me alone. That's right. I'm all right. I feel a lot better this way than I did when I had my other mind, so I'll just keep this one. Right. Uh, I love it. I have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ with this kind of mind. Sure, you look crazy to the world, and that's crazy. Now, when God does something, believe him. Don't keep wiggling around and just stay there, believe him. Now, that divine gift was given for that purpose. I in this building tonight, there's a few hundred people sitting here, and God could reveal anything he wanted to right here to me if he wished to. I was born for that, not by, not because I deserve it. I come up out of a sinful family, my people were Catholic before me. My background is Irish Catholic. You know, along with the interview with some priests, they said, oh, well, all gifts come back to the church. They said, you'll be coming back, Brother Branham. I said, not while I got the Holy Ghost. I have nothing against Catholic people. No, sir. I have nothing against the Catholic no more than the Protestants. We're all people. We're all striving for the same place. But, brothers, the first thing you know, they begin to pull the wool over your eyes and deny the thing is God. Don't you do that. Out on the farm, we used to have some experience of them kind of things. Now, I want you to go to your church. If you're a Methodist, go back. Go back for the Holy Ghost. Tell your pastor, do what you can for the church. Do everything you can to get the people filled with the Holy Ghost. God will appreciate you. If your pastor is spiritual, he will too. Sure you will. I'm not trying to take you away from churches. I'm trying to get you to God. God is the main thing. You know what I believe? I believe you're calling a prayer line. I'm just going to stand here and ask God just to help me right here from this platform. You believe out there? I'm just seeing if there's anybody I recognize. I'm looking old brother Bosworth here and Billy Paul, Senator Billy Ryan. That's all I remember seeing him there. On this side here, I see nobody I know. I see Brother Doherty sitting here and Brother Skaggs. 
far as I know, that's about as far as I was the brother up in here. Brother Beeler, and I'm from Jeffersonville. That's about as far as I know. But you know what? The God that I've tried to represent knows every one of you. Do you believe that? And how many believe that God said he set in the church? Apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, gifts of healing, working of miracles, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues. Do you believe that? With all your heart. Then, look here. Do you Pentecostal people? God gave you a gift that long ago, speaking in tongues. I'll admit you run it to extremes. Now, you bad to see. I, to me, it's the gospel. I love all of you. But, brother, when I see anything's wrong, I've got I to gotta say something about it. He gives you a, a gift of speaking in tongues, and you run it into extremes. That's right. Because you got people down there, and got them to speak with tongues that know more about God than nothing. They went out and done all kinds of things that they really had God in their hearts that wouldn't have done that. That's right. So far for that, that's all right. Brother Bosworth and them those teachers will do that. I believe in speaking in tongues. Sure I do. I believe in everything God said in this Bible is the truth. But the Bible said, Paul said, if you all speak with tongues and one comes in and learns, you'll say you're all mad. But if one prophesies and reveals the secret of the heart or something, then they'll fall down and say, God is with you. Is that right? Thanks be to God for both of them. Is that right? It's prophecy. Now, there's a difference between prophecy, a gift of prophecy, and a prophet. Did you know that? Therefore, you brethren in the latter ring went off that. Everybody, somebody make a prophecy, you call them a prophet. That's wrong. The next time, you've seen an error. A gift of prophecy and a prophet differs. God in sundry times spoke to the Father through the prophets of faith, through his Son, Jesus Christ. A gift of prophets is in the body, and two or three has to set before it to see if it's to be judged when it's spoke. But you ever see anybody sent before Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Korah tried to stand before Moses one day, and the world swallowed him, the earth swallowed him up. See? But a prophet is born. Election. All through life, it's the word of the Lord. Just as it comes to them. Now he reveals. Now when everyone gets quiet, I'm trying my best to ask God in my heart. But as you're moving, it just keeps me going. Spirit moves here, moves there, and moves here. I just don't know what to do. Let's pray. Father, Lord Jesus, the great Alpha Omega, the beginning and the ending, he which was, which is, and shall come, the root and offspring of David, the morning star. We worship thee tonight with all of our hearts, full of love, gratitude. I've done the best that I know how in your word. Healing, Lord, that something ought to be said to these people. For your great spirit is laboring here, critics sitting around with all those ideas, and thou knowest, Lord, that they come right to me. You know you reveal them to me. And I felt like if I could let the people know just where we stand and what we stand for, they'd understand then that we believe you. And now, Lord, I spoke your word the best that I know how. And I pray that you'll confirm it tonight with signs and wonders. Now, 
That is the word of your servant. I spoke for you. Now speak for me, Lord, in the ways that my word might be known to these men and women, your children, to be true. I ask this for God's glory and the confirmation of his word, which Jesus Christ said would take place in the last days, the things that I do for you also. I ask it in his name. Amen.
You've got a gallbladder condition. Isn't that right? And you've had an operation, and it ruptured. Is that right? Isn't that your husband sitting out there from you? You have a back trouble, don't you, sir? And that's your granddaughter sitting next to you. And the little baby's father with a nerve condition which causes headaches and stomach trouble. Is that right? That's the mother of the baby sitting right behind it. Is that right? Hallelujah. Or she's going to hold me well. God bless you, sir. Have faith in God. Believe with all your heart. Shame on you people. How would you reject and deny? Someone believe somewhere else. Have faith. Believe this to God. I'm telling you the truth, my friend. Excuse me for being a baby. When you see the supernatural, see an angel standing there, that light moving over a person, you should break out and see the, what's going on taking place. Please don't walk around. It throws me out so God will surely make you pay for it. And if you're asking Jesus' name, just be quiet. But be still and know that I'm God. See a man sitting back in there looking at me. I see something coming near him, standing over him. He has a gallbladder trouble, liver condition. Many things wrong with him. You have a prayer card, sir, sitting with the glasses on, sitting looking right at me. Stand up to your feet just a minute. You believe with all your heart. Now, you, you're aware, brother, that something's taking place. You have a feeling that you've never felt before. So isn't that a, you have a strange feeling, isn't that right? It's the angel of the Lord standing near you. Looks to me like if you could see that, people. Just look that way, right there, just above the man. That milling light standing right there, kind of a emerald, moving. Now, here it is. The man has come from a... He's come from away. He's from up in, he's from Indiana. And I see he's in a, he, he's somewhere where there's a lot of criticism. They're criticizing divine healing to the man. And I hear somebody call his name Ed. Isn't your name Ed? If that's right, raise up your hand. <laughs> All right, Ed. You return home well and show the people what Lord has done for you. God bless you on your own. Let's bow our heads just a minute. I want everybody with your head bowed in reverence. I want you to believe right now, and I want each one of you to repeat this prayer as I say it. You repeat it. I'm going to pray it. Just say it, but you, you pray it to God. Oh, God. Repeat it after me. O oh God, creator of heavens and earth, 
I do worship thee. I believe these things. Your Bible has said so, the reason I believe it. And now I'm coming to you to believe that you're going to heal me, or give me faith that I can accept my healing. And I now, as your servant, I rebuke the devil that's tormenting me. And by Jesus Christ, I am healed. And I'll testify of it. And I'll give you glory. In Jesus' name I accept it. Amen. I each one of you just keep your head down. Keep shutting with God. Keep praying. I want to watch and see what he does. Keep praying now. Are you ready to accept your healing? After the Holy Spirit here, seen moving with the people, how could you doubt him anymore? Now, surely, by God's help, if God will stand here on the platform and rebuke the devil, he can rebuke the whole thing at once. If in Africa, a land of hot and hot, one prayer, 25,000 people was healed, surely he can be in Owensboro, Kentucky, right in the middle of civilization. Keep your heads bowed and listen now. Pray while I ask God to help you. This is my prayer. You just keep shutting with God now. Almighty God, I ask for mercy. I see these poor people. See many of them laying here on cots and stretchers in bed. See them sitting back there with heart trouble and diabetes, cancer, diseases that'll kill them before another moon changes if you don't help them. And God, I know you're here willing to help them and may. It's the devil that's standing in their way. They're trying to get him to doubt or be a little skeptic about it. And I pray for mercy. I've preached. I've done all I know how to do. And now, Lord, I pray that you'll hear my prayer. And I'm coming to you with reverence and with respect. And I'm coming believing that you're going to heal every person here. Now, thou demon that found this group of people, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I adjure thee, come out of the people and leave them. I want you to keep your head bowed, keep thinking in your heart, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my healing. Now, you that couldn't do something, you that couldn't hear in one ear, put your finger in your good ear and see if you can hear out of your bad ear. You that couldn't raise your hand, raise your hand up. You that couldn't do something, do it. The first one can do something that they couldn't do, raise up your hand. Let me see. Can anybody hear out of one ear that they couldn't hear before, raise up your hand. Somebody had a bad ear. Can, can you hear now, sister? I want you to come here a minute. Somebody else. They couldn't raise their hand, raise their hand. I want you to stand right here for a testimony. Somebody that couldn't hear and can hear now, except your healing with this woman. If you accept your healing now, you couldn't hear, but now you can hear in your ears. Raise up your hand so I'll know who you are. You can you hear, brother? Couldn't hear before. Can hear now. I'm not here. That's right. Come out. Come here. Right up here. Stand here. That's wonderful. Come out on up. Testify. Somebody else in here couldn't hear. These people are getting healed right out in the audience. Their own prayer, their own faith. You couldn't hear, and now you can hear. Raise up your hand. You couldn't hear. Before prayer, and now you can hear. Anywhere up in here, up in this way, anybody that couldn't hear, 
If some of those in you said it sitting there, ask them to say, praise the Lord or something. Say, praise the Lord. Speak out. See if they couldn't speak, let them speak. All right? Somebody that had a crippled hand and couldn't raise your hand, raise up your hand now. See if you can't raise your hand up. Like that. Somebody who couldn't walk, get up and walk. Come to the platform. Come out around here, brother. Come out on up on the platform here. I want you to come up and testify. Somebody that couldn't do something. What's the matter, people? Don't look at these people. Pray for yourself. You're the ones in desperate need. I'm going to get heart troubles and everything here in a few minutes for testimony. That's it. You that couldn't do something. I want you to do it now. God bless you. Here's a lady that had come hobbling on crutches. Here she comes walking up without them. Let's say praise the Lord. Or it's time for you to get busy and start doing something. Come back on, sister. Come on. Don't you may be a little lame in your leg. That's all right. Come on. God, you'll be all right. Now, if some of the rest of you couldn't walk, get up and come on up here. God bless you. Look, sir, you're laying there on that bed. You believe me to be God's prophet? You believe that what I tell you would be the truth? Laying there on the cot? I don't know you. But God knows you, doesn't he? Would you believe me as God's prophet if I tell you the truth? You'll have to. You believe it, Mother, with all your heart? The man is at the end of the road. Yes. Cancer in the rectum. He's helpless. That eyes and that which has brought him to those crutches. Mister, if you lay there, you can't last but a little while. But Jesus Christ will help you. If I was in your place, I would command you in the name of Jesus Christ to get out of that stretcher and walk. You believe me to be his servant? I'd raise up out of that chair go home. Tell the devil he's alive. Push my cot on out and go home. You wouldn't have to fool with it. Then rise up. And the rest of you here, any of you laying here on the bed, anything you are, God knows your heart. I can tell you what's wrong with you and what's your trouble. I can tell you right now, it's your unbelief. God is here right now to make every one of you well. Do you believe it? How many of you accept your healing? Stand to your feet. Every person here believes that you accept your healing? That's right. Stand up. God bless you. God bless you. Stand up. That's good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come out on up. That's right. Here's a, here's a deaf and dumb standing up now to come to testify. They've accepted their healing. Amen. Here's the old man who's laying paralyzed in this cancer in here, coming right out of the bed to accept his healing. That's the way to do it. Rise up to your feet. Don't be scared. Stand right up and say, God, my merciful Father, I believe. While you're standing, I'm going to pray. Oh, Lord God, give power, give strength, give unction. I pray tonight, Lord, that you'll have an old-fashioned testimony meeting here that will glorify God that the power of the Holy Ghost will fall into this building and the great unction of God will fall and heal every person here. And may there be your old-time conviction and power in Jesus' name. Amen. There's the man that was paralyzed. Laying there, raised up out of the stretcher. Some of you orchards, go down here and bring it up the platform. Brother, hey, somebody come over here and help the man. That's right. There's a man laying paralyzed on the stretcher. Bring, get the crutches. Pick up the crutches and take them with him. Let's say praise the Lord. All right. Everybody want to testify? Come forward. Come up here now. Everybody wants to testify to give God word. There's a crippled man walked out of here just now giving God praise. Let's say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, brother Bosworth. Come take over the testimony meeting now.